Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country. There's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Life on the Illinois Prairie. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. And joining me today is a gentleman that is extremely busy. So I appreciate Blake Pierce. I appreciate you giving me the time today. I know you're extremely busy. You're involved in so many community activities. But one of the things I'd really like for you to focus on today is uh, the you and your brother are the owners of the newly opened Warren James Winery in Mattoon, and it is a beautiful place. Uh, Blake, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, would you like to give a little history and how you got involved? And I know you have a, an extreme financial background and that you're in so many businesses. Um, would you like to give your background and how you got involved in the winery? Sure. So, uh, born and raised in, in Mattoon, Illinois. Um, Went to high school here and then I got my finance degree and my MBA over at Eastern. I started working the day after graduation at Rural King uh, in the finance department. I had the opportunity to work on a lot of different things, learn a lot of things at at a very young age there. And uh, I still work at Rural King. I I now work in the real estate development um, areas. And uh, separate from Rural King, have always been interested in uh, entrepreneurship and and other things like that, ways in which to enhance the community. And so, uh, probably about eight years ago, uh, my brother Cole, who's a couple years younger than me, was trying to figure out kind of his next step of, of what he was going to do. And uh, we kind of said, "Well, have you have you thought about kind of the wine industry? It seems to be growing." He's a person that likes to work with his hands. Um, something unique, and and he said he said sure. Uh, so after he finished at Eastern, he completed uh, three programs through Washington State University out west, which was enology, which is the making of wine, uh, viticulture, which is growing of grapes, and uh, wine business management. And uh, he started making his own wine, um, kind of as a hobby. Uh, but as he concluded those programs, uh, started to you know where was he going to go work and uh, we said situations allowed that we thought, well, maybe we could, we could just do this ourselves. And so we looked at different facilities that were existing. We looked at some places in Southern Illinois and central Illinois, um, but said, you know what, it'd be really cool if we could do this in our hometown. Um, and we looked for sites. Uh, we spent about a year really trying to find the right location. We uh, were fortunate to find what I think is a pretty good location that has the different attributes we were looking for and, um, started construction, would have been last summer and opened our doors late summer this year. And uh, it has been a whirlwind to say the least, but uh, has been pretty, pretty well received so far. Oh, I would say it is, it is such a beautiful place. Um, What all is involved besides the acquisition of the land? I mean, do you, since do you have to get a, uh, obviously a liquor license, how does that work and all those different um, agencies and things that you have to get settled before you can open health department and all that. Yeah. So, um, I think you certainly underestimate, um, all of those things. Uh, 
And also, there is no manual on how and how this is done. Um, it's not like opening a franchise business and here's what you do and here's what you order. I mean, we had to mm-hmm. literally design where the building goes, how big is the building, what is the layout, how does it work? And and we did have some professionals kind of guide us a little bit with that, but we had a lot of our own ideas on, on how the building functions, how do you want to build it in case you ever wanted to make it bigger someday, what do you have to have today, what do you need in the future? Um, so we spent a long time just on the building design. Um, and then to your point, uh, it's a very heavily regulated um, business. So you have licensing on a county, state, and federal uh, basis. Hmm. Um, and we found out, actually, uh, since we're uh, not in the city of Mattoon, uh, the county is what our license, our liquor license is through. And actually, the the liquor licenses hadn't been updated in years. And hmm. so it, it actually wasn't even going to allow for a venue like this to even exist. Uh, fortunately, the county had been planning on updating those for, for quite a, some time and, and was very helpful in, in getting that accomplished. Um, then you have the state of Illinois, uh, a number of things you have to do with that. And then federally, you have to be licensed as well. Most people don't know every single um, wine label has to be approved um, and has to follow a set of guidelines uh, oh. to be compliant. So all those processes uh, certainly took quite some time. And then things like in the interior, you know, laying out a kitchen. You know, what do you have? Well, what's your menu going to be? And what's the most efficient way to do that? And how do you uh, make that layout work when it's slow on a Tuesday afternoon? And how do you make it work when you're slammed with 200 people on a Saturday? Um, and so it's it's a lot goes into it, a lot of a lot of thinking. Um, but I think we I think we ended up in an OK place. Well, you know, that's great. I think a lot of times people don't don't realize when you're especially having a grand opening or a soft grand opening that their expectations are so high and sometimes people aren't that that forgiving when 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 there are, are problems and there are bound to be problems but in your in your hometown here where you're surrounded by friends and family and and it's like i said such a beautiful facility and i think that um you know as long as mattoon has people like you in the future to bring you know, uh, progressive things to our area. We're in very good shape. I know you're involved in so many boards that that you have. I'm sure you have a, good, a yeah. lot of friends that are supportive of this effort too. I mean, you got your you got your hands in a lot of pies. Yeah the um, the area has been very forgiving to us because um, you're right. You open up and you make mistakes, but sure. I think um, being from here has tremendously helped. Um, people I think are grateful for this kind of, uh, venue, something to do in our area. Uh, and so they've been patient with us. We've appreciated that, but we, we try our best. We're still learning, um, mm-hmm. like anybody might be, but you're absolutely right. Like the day before we did our very first kind of soft opening, uh, I literally was up the whole night, you know, just doing little things, getting things hung up, getting things put in place, all those tiny little details, and, you know, by the time we opened our doors, I still wasn't happy with, what, with where we were at, but it was, <laughs> hey, at least we can let customers in the building. And uh, we actually opened, um, people might remember this, the first three or four weeks we were open, we actually didn't even have wine because our mm. wine had gotten delayed um, being ready to sell. And so we opened actually just with food and, and a, a regular bar. And that actually turned out to be a blessing because uh, just getting your kitchen operations uh, straightened out is a challenge within itself. And so that gave us 
a little of an opportunity to do that before then we introduced uh, our wine um, mm. for consumption. So you you are growing your own grapes. How long will it take before you will be producing your own wine? You will do that on site, won't you? Yes. So we have the production uh, facilities and capability to ultimately produce, I think, enough wine to only sell wine that we make. However, uh, I think it'll be quite some time until that's the case. Mm -hmm. uh, we planted our vines um, in May of 2022, and uh, they they were grown at, from seed seedlings and uh, were delivered when they're already about a year and a half old. So today in summer, or I guess shoot, fall, sorry, of 2023, mm -hmm. um, our vines now are about three years old. Um, and you really need them to be four to five to have a full crop. Hmm. So I'd always heard it takes a long time to get grapes. I assumed we wouldn't see any until four or five years. Actually, this summer, several of the vines had clusters of grapes on them. It hmm. just wasn't enough to, to actually do something with yet. So hmm. um, I think next summer is probably a touch early. We'll have to see how they come in. Uh, but certainly by summer of 25, uh, we'll be able to make wine from our own grapes on site. And we have um, eight different varieties, uh, cold planted over a thousand vines. Um, mm. And until that point, we will do um, winemaking from other uh, fruit and grapes. So we'll bring another juice and fruit to, to make wine, uh, which we actually haven't released any of that yet. That's, that's still a work in progress. Um, and in the interim, we've partnered with some other uh, wineries to bring in some varieties that we actually wouldn't be able to grow here. So hmm. most people don't know you can grow grapes actually about in any climate, but you can't grow any type of grape in any climate. So hmm. more popular grapes like a Chardonnay or a Merlot or a Cabernet Sauvignon, um, those are all varieties of grapes. Some people don't know that's why uh, where the wines get their name. Uh, but hmm. we carry those now at the winery because we're bringing those in from, for instance, from a vineyard in, in Washington and in California. And uh, we might always bring in some some products like that, if that's what the customers like. Mm -hmm. So you, I know you have live music. My husband and I were fortunate enough to play out there one evening and just had a had a wonderful time. I think we're going to be back on a Sunday. I think our our music is good for a Sunday afternoon crowd. What other plans do you have? Um, do you do you going to have a, like a wedding? Play, do you have a place? I know that when we were there, we were there too late to see the outside. You have a pond out back and. What all do you have in the future so far? Yeah. So um, right now today, what, one of the things that's really nice about our location is uh, we have a lot of space. So mm -hmm. the property is 55 acres in total. Um, the bulk of that is uh, kind of native prairie grasses and wildflowers and things of that nature. And we've actually um, established a trail system in the back half of the property. Oh. It's about a mile, I think a mile, mile and a half all the way around. Um, and we're going to put picnic tables out there. So if people want to order a bottle of wine, they can take it out on the trail, kind of sit in it, relax. Um, we call it sip and stroll is, <laughs> is what it's been referred to. Uh, that is that is an amenity that, that very few places are able to do because they just don't have, don't have the available property. Um, on the, you mentioned weddings. Yes. Uh, so we're currently working on what all of our infrastructure will be to do uh, weddings. Um, we have... Our, our indoor facility is not large enough to hold large weddings. Um, mm -hmm. So we're looking at doing like a, a tent type uh, reception venue um, and all the things that would come with that. Uh, and 
lots of ideas for events. Um, our business coordinator, um, Haley, uh, she has so many ideas. We just did a, um, a Halloween kind of party uh, here this past week. Uh, we got some items coming up around Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to have some Christmas stuff. Uh, but she's, she's, we've done things like um, yoga um, out when it was nice out, uh, wine painting, uh, sip and paint type things. Uh, really just trying to find opportunities to bring people together and, and a unique experience, do something different. Uh, so we're going to lean into that and then certainly encourage birthday parties, wedding, you know, uh, baby showers, um, get togethers, anniversaries, all those types of things work really well um, indoors in the, in the event space room that we have. Well, that's uh, it's wonderful. And then to have, uh, I like the idea that you were having a foresight to, build your to build your building and and make plans for expansion you know in the future that's uh, like mm-hmm. that you're that far that far sighted um so do you are any other members of your family besides your brother involved in the winery so um our so cole and i are the owners um of of the thing he does all the hard work cole <laughs> is the general manager of the place he oversees the whole team he's there every day um, he's the one that's sweat equity and then some, um, is, is what Cole does. Uh, I'm more kind of back end on the business side. I help with some finances. I tell people, I help come up with ideas that he's not ready to quite do yet. Uh, cause <laughs> ideas are easy. It's the implementation. That's usually the hard part. Um, and then, um, our dad, Kevin Pierce, he's a lifelong resident of Matt tune as well. Um, he's retired and when he's not watching his grandsons, he's usually helping us out with, with odds and ends sometimes a little, you know, it could be counting, counting down drawers. It could be helping outside mowing grass, um, that type of stuff. Uh, and then our, there's, we have three, uh, siblings total. So I have one more brother that's younger than Cole. Um, his name's Derek. He lives actually in North Carolina, but, uh, seems like anytime he's home, which happens to be a lot for some reason, he's always willing <laughs> to help us with whatever random project needs needs assistance. So it's a, it's a kind of all family hands on deck type of of venture. And uh, I think our goal is for that to be that way for quite some time. We actually have um, the name of the winery. uh, Warren James is uh, a product of some of our family names. So uh, my dad's side, his, his mom, uh, her maiden name was Warren. And then uh, our mother who's, who's since passed uh, her maiden name was James. And hmm. Warren is also my middle name and James is Cole's middle name. So that's kind of where the name came from. Hmm. Uh, but talking about, you know, our hopes of, of being a multi-generational thing, uh, Cole's son is four and uh, his middle name is James. And then uh, my wife and I just had our first boy. Uh, he was born about nine weeks ago and oh. his middle name is Warren. And so we've kind of already planted those seeds of, wow. of maybe continuing that on and and I'm excited to see. I can I can only imagine what it'd be like to to be growing up in an, an environment where you can go help uh, at a vineyard and and yeah. enjoy doing some outside you know things and running around. So we're we're kind of looking forward to what that experience will be. Well, that's so ex- that's so exciting. I am my grand my grandfather on my dad's side. His name was Warren, and um, I don't suppose I can get a family discount out of that just with the first name. But uh, I did. did <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Kevin was your dad. I used to work with him at Eisner's Grocery Store forever yes. ago. Yes, I used to work with your dad. I did. Yes, 
That's interesting. I love that. I know that that's just um, the the fact that you are so involved in in Mattoon. I I was born and raised here like you, and there's just, there's always an element of of negativity. The good old days of Mattoon, people are on there, and you know, there is a lot of, uh, Chris Serdic, I've had him on about the history of Mattoon, the history center that he operates. And uh, to have somebody like you, a young guy and enthusiastic, and you know, there's no doubt in my mind that as long as we have people like you bringing places like Warren James Winery into our area where there's the future is bright for our town. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things going on right now. And I, I agree with you. I mean, having been here my whole life, people love to sing a, a negative tune sometimes. And it's usually what's wrong with an idea, not what's what could be right with it. But I've I really have in the last the last five years, it seems like there's been a little bit of a turning of of the tide. And, and mm-hmm. we're starting to see a little bit more development in the area, um, the sports complex coming in and, and all the business uh, and retailers, restaurants that's going to bring. It kind of seems like there's this opportunity for uh, maybe, a, maybe a change of that attitude. And um, I, I've just noticed that uh, when you hear about projects, it's, it's more what's coming next is, is what you hear from people and less <laughs> of, well, that would never happen. Yeah. I, I think we're slowly turning it, but but you are right. Those yeah. those old opinions sometimes are hard to change. It is, and people, you know, it's it, a lot of it is is my generation. You know, it's just that you know it's great. I remember my grade school; I loved it. But at the time, they had to, uh, you know, when the time came to tear Bennett School down, and you know they did because it was past its prime, building other schools. But look what they've done to Lytle Park; it's beautiful. They've made a beautiful facility of it. Things, time mm-hmm. marches on, you know, and we, if we either march, we either march with it or you get mm-hmm. stepped on. And uh, I think that the the new ideas that are coming forth are the fantastic. What about the, what about the sports complex? What about how, when, it, I know work has already started on that, right? When will that be finished? Sure. So for uh, just a background that I didn't mention. So I, I serve as president for the Matching Sports Complex Inc., which is the entity that, uh, will own the uh, the sports complex assets, the the building and the fields, and then we uh, that board hi- is hiring a third party group that will manage the facility. Uh, so I've been involved with that project since its inception in 2019 when we had an idea about it, and um, then professionally uh, I get to work on some of the development of of the things that we're trying to bring around to supplement and and assist with that, and so. Uh, that project is, yes, if you drive by, there's a lot of dirt moving around out there. Um, the indoor facility, which is uh, eight basketball courts, is currently under construction. Uh, hope is for that to be open and start having tournaments in uh, fall of 24, so less than a year from now. Um, and we should see some of the, the first uh, commercial development construction beginning as well. Uh, they've started the site work. Um, but there'll be a um, 130,000 square foot shopping center adjacent to Home Depot uh, that has seven or eight tenants um, that we've already got lined up and working on several restaurant outlot users. Um, so it's it's very exciting. I tell people uh, if if you're not if you don't visit Mattoon for a few years and you come back in in 2024 2025, you will not recognize getting off the interstate um, what that area is going to look like and. Um, I'm optimistic that, uh, you know, 10, 15 years from now, hopefully that can help be what was the catalyst of some of this change you're describing. And, and maybe this, that can be the inflection point of, of new growth um, in the development and, and um, 
general better living experience for the people that are here. Well, that's that's just makes me very optimistic, and and you just feel like I feel like you you and others that are working with you are bringing breathing new life into this town. Um, we have a rich history, and I think we have a very rich future. And it's really while um, Rural King has certainly been a a large contributing factor to that development, it was only possible because all a lot of businesses, the government in, entities. The colleges, everybody kind of the hospital kind of locked arms and said, this is something that we think is can be really impactful to our area. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know how well people know, we've raised almost $11 million privately to help fund that project. And if you wow. told somebody that we're going to raise $11 million in Mattoon to do something like this, they tell you <laughs> you're crazy. But, but yeah. people believe and want to invest in you know, the, the opportunity to, to, to improve things here. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's very exciting. And it's, it's only through that cooperation um, of different folks, uh, the city council, everybody working together for, for it to be pulled off. Yeah, that's, that's true of so many things when, well, you know, if you, it's better together than, than at, at odds all the time. And we just don't make any progress when we're at odds with each other. Um, some things you just have to accept and move on. Like I said, my generation, they're just so locked into what used to be. And, you know, you got your memories and we all do have things, but when it's time to move on and bring, bring new things in and, and uh, to see the, the influx of people that the sports complex and then your winery and these changes will bring to town, it just gives me goosebumps. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for, for the town. I'm excited for our area. I think that this winery is just a wonderful asset. I know the sports complex will be too, but I just think that that winery is going to be a big deal and and bring in a lot of business. Both of these those things will. And and I know you're very busy, Blake. I appreciate you taking the time today to come on. And uh, is there any? Do you have any contact information you'd like to give for the winery, or any websites, or Facebook page, or anything? Uh, sure. Um, so we just, uh, we're starting next week. We're transitioning to our winter hours. So, uh, we are going to be closed on Mondays and during the week, we're going to start closing at eight o'clock. Um, it was nine o'clock previously, and we're going to close an hour earlier on the weekends. We're going to close at 10 o'clock instead of 11 on Friday and Saturday. Um, just with colder weather, people aren't out as much, mm-hmm. but, uh, still open at 11 on the days that we're open. And what, those being closed gives us the ability to do is we can do more private parties. So if somebody wants to rent out the facility, the whole facility for a Christmas party or something like that, we can do that um, after eight o'clock or when we're closed on Monday or Sunday evenings. Um, but anybody that's interested in having an event, uh, uh, just send an email to events at uh, warrenjameswinery.com or check out our website, warrenjameswinery.com. It's got uh, all of our information on it. Um, our Facebook page has been incredibly popular, which is awesome. So we have a, a good connection, I think, with the community. But if your people aren't following us and they're on Facebook, um, that's an easy way to keep up with what's going on and um, be aware of, of what we're doing. We also um, are trying to get a loyalty like club membership type program started soon. So um, offer benefits to people that, that come out regularly and, and opportunity um, to share more information on events and special special offerings that we'll be doing. Well, thank you so much, Blake. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you have to get out of here, but I appreciate it. And I want to thank the listeners for stopping by today. Again, this is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and thank you, and please be kind. 
thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of our American life. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. Until next time. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.